Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I am strong, I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh If you feel it, put your hands in the air Show some love to the mirror while you're there Let's take it one day at a time Cause you and I outweigh Happy Saturday, welcome to Outweigh Kat DeFato is here with me, I, Amy here And we always say, hey Outweigh fam you, want me to say that? you can say it. <laughs> hey, Outway fam. <laughs> so Lisa is not here today. She is at home with her sweet new baby. And I got to say, if you haven't listened to her birthing story on her own podcast that she has called The Truthiest Life, definitely go check out that episode. It's very fascinating, interesting. She did a great job with it. And I'm glad that Kat can come and fill in and be my co-host for today as she is a licensed therapist that is specializes in, and she's an expert in body image and eating disorders and helping navigate all of that, which is perfect for today's episode, because I feel very confused in the space of body positivity and the body liberation and how am I supposed to feel about my body? And I see people things doing online that seem like they're mm-hmm. supposed to be helpful, but then in a way they are now toxic. So cat. You're here to clear up what all this is and how we can just show up better for ourselves after seeing all the things that we see on Instagram and TikTok and then how we can show up 
for others. So why do you feel like this is an important conversation? Well, for many reasons, but one, there's so much information out there. And I talk about this all the time. I'm so grateful for the ability for us to get information the way we can get it now. But there's so much information and it's coming from a lot of different people. Some are experts, some are not. Some are well-meaning, some have done research, some haven't, but it's some so con- are trying to get likes and clicks <laughs> right, and views yes. and up their algorithm. Well, that's one of the things that I want to talk about it because you're right. Some people are capitalizing on something that has become popular and accepted and then they use it and then it becomes more of a revenue stream than what it was in the beginning. So all that to say, I think we need to talk about because I get confused because even I, where I have this knowledge and this education in the back of my head, I get on social media or the internet or Google and I'm like, wait, it's like going to WebMD almost. Mm, it's like good, point, good comparison. It's like too much information and, and who do I trust? And, and I, oftentimes when I diagnose myself with something on WebMD, I, not that WebMD doesn't give me helpful mm-hmm. information, but oftentimes I'm completely wrong. And when I yeah. seek a professional for what's happening, I realize like, oh. Because there's nuances to that, right. those things. And WebMD wasn't created to like hurt people and scare people, but it just, with put in the wrong hands, it can become a scary thing. So I just think there's a lot of information. The information changes often. And I know that I get confused. I have so many clients that come in and they're like, I want to be this, but now should I be this? Or is it bad to say this? I heard this person say this and now I feel shame because I'm, and so I just think we need to talk about it. Okay, well, let's start with what is body positivity? Okay, so the question that I'm going to answer actually is what is the body positivity movement? Okay, yes, let's start So that is one thing. So that's that's one box situation over here. So that is a movement that it's focused on the acceptance of all bodies, regardless of your size, your shape, your skin tone, your gender, your your physical abilities. And it kind of fights against, I guess, the present day beauty standards. It, Ooh, which side note, I want to completely derail yeah. how like a lot of people are following suit with this. Like in 2018, Miss America got rid of the oh. swimsuit competition mm-hmm. in an effort to be more, you know, accepted with what's happening and, you know, this movement. And then they recently announced that now they're no longer judging contestants on beauty, but on mental health. I don't know how they're going to gauge that. Wait, that's what it, it's on their mental health? Well, mental well-being, like they're- What are they going to- I don't know. How are they Listen, I'm paraphrasing the headline that I, well, I read the whole article, but- I just came, popped into my head and I don't have it in front of yeah. me. So if people are interested to read more, you can go Google yeah. those uh, keywords and it'll come up and you can read about it. I mean, I guess it just means they're going to be judging people from the inside, like their their health. Do they take their blood pressure backstage? <laughs> <laughs> and then do they see how much sleep they're getting? Well, I just... Are they in therapy? Right. Like do you they want to throw things? You go to- <laughs> like, I'm like, trust me, I would not win Miss America. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Just kidding. How often do you do puzzles? Like, is that uh, going to be on there? Yes. Yes. What are your therapeutic activities? How, are you breathing? What's your breathing <laughs> exercise? <laughs> so anyway, derailed but, from that. But like, yes, society, we're, we're making a shift and there's a lot of confusion in this shift. And I feel like we'll get there, right. but we need guidance. But the question I would ask, and I don't know if people would be honest, but I would ask the people that are in charge of Miss America, what is the motivation behind changing that? Because what has happened is, so this body positivity movement started 
it, and, it, and it started a long time ago. Like it, it came out of the fat acceptance movement, which I think is from like the 1960s. So it came out of that and it was created for one reason. Well, then that time goes by and now people are capitalizing on that and they're using it to like monetize their business. So I would ask the people of Miss America, what is your motivation? Is it because you're seeing the benefits of looking at different parts of people's beauty, whatever that actually means, or is this going to actually help you gain and and remain and keep, I don't know, watchers, viewership, viewership yeah. watchers. <laughs> well, which then <laughs> and keep like your advertisers' revenue, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. alive, keep Miss America alive. Yes, and 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 please, yeah, please the people that pay for ads for their stuff and all that. And so that is one of the issues that we're seeing that actually messes with the whole point of the body positivity movement, because any company can attach to that. Let's say that I am like a a weight loss supplement. I can attach to that and I can create language that says like, create a body that you can love or something like that. And it's talking about loving your body and all that, but it's also talking about creating, changing it, changing it. Yes. To love it. Yes. And and if you remember like back in the day, this is probably like, I don't know, 2012 to 15. I could be wrong. But when all those Dove commercials came out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They actually got a lot of like criticism that probably most people didn't see for those ads because they created this whole campaign, but they created that campaign to sell soap. Okay. But it did start a conversation it did start and a allowed conversation. for people to turn on the TV and see people that didn't just look like the standard of what, you know, is typically yeah. out there. Well, it did start a conversation. And from my perspective back then, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I would play some of those commercials. I remember playing them in groups that I was doing when I was working at a treatment center. So now that we are where we are now, what's Well, what's because, and it's all because of the motivation. So what we're looking at is the the people that are attaching to body positivity and that movement, are we attaching to that? Because that's going to help us gain money or power or followers or whatever. And is it coming from that place or is it coming from a place of what this is actually created for, which is to help empower human beings? The other thing is the language, because so many people are using it and they're using it to benefit their specific avenue, the language is getting shifted and changed and messed with. So what once was something that is promoted to help people, no matter what your physical ability is, no matter what you look like, no matter any of that is created to create like equality. It's shifted into this, like you should love what you look like and you should love your cellulite and you should love that you have this disability maybe, or you should love, and the point of it is it for it not to matter. Okay, so when we bring attention to, because I follow a couple of people on Instagram that highlight their cellulite and they do that, I assume, so that other girls, I'll just give an example. It'll be like, oh, for so many summers, I wore jeans and I was sweating and burning hot because I was too embarrassed to be in shorts because I didn't want anybody to see my cellulite. And now I'm all out there and I'm putting on shorts and I want you to be brave. But then it's but like, is that, is that brave? being brave? Exactly. I know that's a whole- Why do we have to talk I, about it? I know. Well, I'm just telling, what you, I would, <laughs> telling you what I see. <laughs> because And it, they're defined. Yes, yeah. it, it is like, oh, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. So there's this feeling of like yeah. being- you know, quote unquote brave. So then they show like even the lighting, how in certain lighting they have no cellulite and then ta-da in the sunlight, bam, there's the cellulite. And hey, look, look at me. I have it too. And 
then hopefully that inspires other people to put on shorts and love their cellulite. Which is awesome motivation. Okay. And I used to follow tons of accounts like that. And that's what I'm saying. Everything's shifting and we're getting new knowledge and we're starting to think more because my thought was, oh, if she can do it, I can do it. And if she doesn't have a problem, then I shouldn't have a problem. But it's like, why do I have to explain it? Right. And okay, so I want to pause and you said you have to think for a bit. And I will challenge you if, uh, because this has required a lot of my brain power. And it seems like something so simple because it's like, we're talking about, okay, like posting the cellulite mm-hmm. or maybe we shouldn't be doing that. And like, oh, and then it, it just may be like, well, I don't really get what the big deal is. So I don't want to take the time. It seems fine to me. But if you really mm-hmm. stop to think about it, then you'll understand what Kat is saying. Cause I'm yeah. still on that journey. I'm with you. If you're listening right now and you're like, I don't see what the big deal is. But then when you dive into others that are out there really a part of the body positive movement, I would say, yes, there's a a section of people that are like, we have to stop doing stuff like that because we have to stop implying that something like that is ever bad. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, 
and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's say that the body positivity movement is to help create equality within all people in all bodies. Okay. What I'm looking at with that a lot of people might not look at because the initial reaction to a post like you're describing is like, that's awesome. Thank you. Yes. But what I'm looking at it is what is the messaging that's continued to be created out of that? Explain the message. That that I am a, I'm a woman that is not a size two or zero, whatever that has cellulite. And I need to show you that I can be okay with my cellulite rather than why do I have to explain that? Why is that a conversation? Why, if I posted a picture, are you immediately looking at the cellulite? Why can't I post a picture of myself and it just be a picture of myself? Well, because for so long, people airbrushed right. cellulite right. and didn't show it right. and ha- covered it up, you know, and then you turn the corner and there's this cellulite treatment and this cellulite mm-hmm. cream. And so we're normalizing it. But what so I. So we're, that is not, okay. So you're saying that is part of normalizing it, not part of the body positive movement. Yes, it's it's not part of the body positive movement, but a lot of people are attaching themselves to it. Exactly. So it's watering down the actual movement. And the movement is so separate than positive body image okay. and negative body image, which which we'll get to. What I, I want to, again, say is that when we are posting things and creating a conversation that has to be continued to have, okay, every time I post a picture of myself, I don't have to explain that I am accepting of my body. It just gets to be a thing. But right now, the immediate idea is she probably doesn't accept her body because it doesn't look like what we've been pushing for years and years and years as a perfect or good body. And what we're trying to do now is dismantle the idea that there is a good body or a bad body. So what does a body positive movement post look like? Like on TikTok or Instagram, if it's not that, because people might see that and be like, oh, body positive movement right there showing me cellulite. So then, I mean, I know you sent me a TikTok video of like Lizzo. Mm -hmm. Is she an example of doing it correctly? Lizzo is always an example of doing things correctly. (laughs) (laughs) She's my winning song on the Bobby Bones show. What does that mean? It ain't my fault that I'm out here getting loose. Every time you win something, they play that? Yes. Gotta blame it on. Okay. So the, yes, Lizzo had put out this, I don't know how long ago this was, but she had a TikTok that. Um, obviously went viral because it's Lizzo, but can we play it? Oh yeah, here, let's play a hook of it, right? Well, it's, it's not a song. <laughs> We're going to actually just play the well, the clip from TikTok. Actually, we should give credit to the person that did it because she, I don't know if it's called Duet or Stitch. She 
voiced over a video that Lizzo put out. So yeah. Lizzo put out, I'll set it up. Lizzo put out this video. If you guys remember, there's this like, if you are on TikTok, there's a trend where people would say, bodies that look like this also look like this. Bodies that look like this also look like this. And they would show a person that probably has thin privilege to some extent contorting their body to make them either have like rolls or whatever. And then an image of them also looking like they have the in quotes perfect body. So this girl. Yeah, so, it so is. Lizzo, okay, so it's a Lizzo explain? TikTok and then it's, uh, it's a duet, a duet and it's with Simone. So it's like Simon with an E on the end. So if you're wanting to find it, but that is, we're giving cred where credit yes. is due. And here is what she had to say. Okay, so I figured out how to phrase why I don't think skinny people should be leading the body positivity movement. And I'll be using this trend as an example, except I'll be using Lizzo's video because I think she's doing everything right. So if you watch this trend, you'll see a bunch of people who are showing off their body when it's posed and quote unquote perfect. And then when it's unposed in its imperfect relaxed state with the back rolls and the arm fat and stuff like that. And the message is that to love your body how it comes, whether it's deemed as perfect or imperfect, which is definitely a super important message, except it still subscribes to the idea that there is such thing as a perfect or an imperfect body. And what Lizzo does when she shows her body in its natural state the entire time is that she challenges the idea idea that there's an imperfect or an imperfect body at all. Because skinny people can more or less fluctuate between the imperfect and perfect editions of beauty, we have a harder time accepting our body in its quote-unquote imperfect way. But because fat people are deemed imperfect all the time, they're having a conversation about dismantling the idea of a perfect body at all. Long story short, skinny people are talking about acceptance, fat people are talking about liberation. And it's perfectly normal to be insecure. I'm insecure about my body all the time. But skinny people don't confront the fact that we're afraid of being fat or why. And until we're ready to have that conversation, we shouldn't be in charge. Okay, so what she is talking about is the difference between maintaining that there is a good and bad, which is what a lot of good, good meaning people are. Like these people are not bad meaning people. I do not think their their no. reasons for doing this is no, I, I want to help a lot of people. They're so yes. nice, and but they, we have yes. to remember what is what what is my behavior perpetuating? What is the what is this creating? What pattern of thinking? And that's that. There's a good and there's there's a bad. There's a perfect and there's an imperfect body. And what we are trying to identify is that there is none. And that's the difference between liberation and acceptance. The body positivity movement is really more centered towards liberation, where we're creating equality for any type of body versus you should accept and love your body. Because I can have freedom from my body and not like what my body looks like. And those all get tied in to the same thing. And that's when we mix positive body image and negative body image in with the body positivity movement. Those are two separate things. Okay. Are you confused? Or are you no, I've been tracking? people I'm tracking because we've been talking about it for a while, but I know some people are not it's tracking because it's hard to grasp. It's hard. It seems simple. It's not. That's why I was saying you have to really think. Yeah. I know. But I mean, just on the surface, you might be like, okay, yeah, I get it. I understand the difference between this and this and yeah. this. But then when you really think about it, you don't, or I didn't. And so I would, yes, like, like for you to break it down. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's you once did this, I think, on your on your ins. Uh, oh, did you yeah, do it yeah. on TikTok? Oh, well, I have a weird relationship with TikTok. It well, me. I just remember you did a long it time ago, and you were like, "I'm going to try to break this down in 30 seconds or less." Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> and so that's what I, I did. You, that's what I want you to do okay. here. So yeah, that was a reel on my um. Oh, a reel Instagram. on Instagram. Which so, what is your Instagram, by the way? At cat.defada. There you go. D-E-A. No. Just kidding. <laughs> I know how to spell it. D-E-F-A-T-T-A. -T -T Thank you. Cat with a K. K-A-T dot yeah. defada. Thank you. Go. Okay. So then we have body image work. Okay. So then we have positive body image, negative body image. Those are, again, separate from body positivity movement. So we're, we're moving. Okay. So we're going to talk now about 
negative and positive body image separate from body positivity movement. So positive body image, a lot of people think that's liking what we look like, right? Right. Which makes sense. It's actually not. So positive body image is separating our worth and our value from what we look like. I can have positive body image and still not like like my thighs. But then I know that my worth does not come from my thighs. A hundred percent. So negative body image is one, not liking what your body looks like or thinking that there's something wrong with it, but then thinking that that is then directly related to your worth or your value. Right. People don't like me because of my thighs. I, or I, I am not that. going to have this happen to me because of my thighs. Mm-hmm. If only my thighs were smaller, my life would be better. Mm-hmm. Or I don't look like her, so I don't deserve that. I'm giving you examples that have literally gone through my yeah. head at some point in my life. A hundred percent. Yeah. That my body has the power to allow me to have or not have something that every human being inherently should have. Love, belonging, acceptance. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple. And the confusing part for a lot of people who come to me for body image work is they come and they have this expectation that Kat is going to teach me how to look in the mirror and like what I see as like my different body parts or my hair or my eyes or my whatever. I have no idea how to teach somebody to do that. I don't think it's possible and I don't do that. And people at first don't like that. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, what do you do then? Well, we teach you how to see you versus what you look like. So I can help somebody learn how to love themselves because they're actually starting to get to know themselves and see themselves when they look in a mirror versus just seeing all of these, in quote, imperfections that really aren't imperfections because what is imperfect and perfect about a body? We've been conditioned to believe mm-hmm. what's that, what conditioned. that is. Conditioned. Conditioned, literally. And that is why different cultures find different things beautiful by their standards. Oh, Because we're absolutely. conditioned. And when you think about that, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Is Even that- our country, like yeah. our, you know, you said different cultures, there can be different cultures within the United States, but you have to see how we've evolved over time. And every decade, there's been a different, maybe not every 10 years, but there's definitely since like the 20s and then like there's the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 90s, like there's different. And now here we are with the, look it up. Mm -hmm. They'll show you a little graph that shows you how bodies and the desired quote unquote, we're using a lot of quote unquote here. You can't see us quoting, but what the desired body looks like and it changes all the And you can't keep up. You can't keep up. Okay. A really good example that I can give of how this has shifted in my own life, very simple, is when I had negative body image, I thought to work out wearing a certain kind of outfit, I had to have a certain body. And if I didn't, then I didn't deserve to wear that. Like being able to work out in just like a sports bra or like biker shorts or something like that. Showing your stomach if you didn't have abs. I thought that my ability to do that depended on what my body looked like. Now that I have this idea, I have positive body image, doesn't mean I like what my stomach looks like, but I think, and I know, and I believe that if I'm hot and want to wear this outfit because I think it's cute, I get to, and it doesn't mean anything. People don't get to have certain privileges in my head and my belief system based on what they look like. Now, the problem is also society is not totally caught up with that. Well, they're not there yet. Yeah. No, because certain, Certain the way you look or the size or whatever Mm -hmm. definitely gives you different privileges Mm -hmm. that other people do not Mm -hmm. have. 
Okay, I want to go to this because I know we wanted to talk about it earlier, but body neutrality. Mm -hmm. So before we wrap up, let's touch on that. Okay, so body neutrality is really something that has been debated alongside body positivity. And I don't think I said this super clear, but body positivity is different than the body positivity movement. Body positivity is something that has been extracted from the movement. And that's where you're getting the people who are capitalizing on the movement to gain clout, followers, money, whatever it is. So body positivity says, love your body no matter what it looks like. Body neutrality says, why are we talking about it? Stop talking about our bodies. So that's part of the whole, I feel like that Mm -hmm. puts a bow on what we're saying. Yes. But here's the thing. I say this with hair and like empathy and you can choose whatever you want to choose. If you want to be body positive and that works for you, go for it. If you want to be body neutrality, if you want to be on that road and it works for you, go for it. I just want you guys to be really honest about what do I feel when I'm doing this and what is the messaging that this is sending me and the people around me? I mean, I think that's a fair challenge. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the realm that body neutrality works better for me because I don't really find it easy or possible for me to look at my body and love it no matter what it looks like. Sometimes I get really angry with it, but then I can come back to, why does it matter? That says nothing about you. You don't have to love it. You can still be a really great person and go live your life no matter what your stomach looks like today, no matter what your hair looks like, no matter what color your eyes are or the shape of your eyebrows. Like it doesn't matter how fast you can run if you really want to go to like ability. And that feels more in line to me with the positive body image. Being body neutral. Yeah, but I think what is confusing is people think that I have to pick positive body image or body neutrality and they're actually, they're similar. It's body positivity that is not the same as body neutrality. Okay. So confusing. It is. Because they're like the same words. I mean, we could maybe, yeah, I know. We need to come up with new words for it. I'm trying to create. Quite honestly, that would be better. I'm trying to create like um, with Kate Kennedy did this Venn diagram for like. Oh yeah, uh, you need a Venn diagram. I know. I'm trying to create a Venn diagram, but I sit down and I'm like pulling my hair out and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then there's like new information and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'll try to do it and maybe we can get that out to the world. Yeah. Venn diagram coming soon from Kat Tafata. Which I highly encourage y'all to check out Kat's podcast. It's called You Need Therapy. You should definitely subscribe. So that way when her episodes load up, boom, they pop up on your phone. And there's always something amazing on there that you need to hear. or You never know that episode that you might just really bring you Mm -hmm. comfort for a day. She has different guests on all the time. Just kidding. I've, <laughs> I've only been a guest twice. Yeah, but I've only had like two returning guests and you're one of oh, them. Oh, yeah. yeah. But she has other guests that are like legit experts and stuff and written books and all that. And then Kat herself, she she does the episodes, you know, sometimes just her, but she is the expert and she has a lot of amazing topics and puts therapy in a way. Now it's not a replacement for therapy by any means, but you're just so good it. at, yes, normalizing yeah. therapy, but also putting it um, in digestible because sometimes the jargon that people use, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I'll listen and I, I have to go listen again because I don't know, but I feel like you do a good job of explaining things. So check her out. Kat, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. And actually Kat will be on with us again next weekend as Lisa continues her new journey as being a mom, but Lisa will be back very, very soon. So check her out. Give her a follow on Instagram, Lisa, if you have not, because you need to send her a message to tell her congrats on being a mom. And she's at Lisa Haim, H-A-Y-I-M. 
All right. Bye. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.